Welcome to the 259th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on November 17th, 2021. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com and 50% of this here show. With me is the man who's waiting to hear what I'm going to say so he can riff off of it, Carlos Rodella. Oh no, I have nothing now. <laughs> Beach at your own game, sir. I have nothing to work with except the fact that you said words, so I will also say words, and these are those words. These are those words, indeed. That's exactly what I thought you were going to say. So oh. my plan worked. Very good. Excellent. Folks, uh, got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We got some housekeeping. We're going to dive right into it and just get cracking. Uh, Carlos and I share a living space divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape, also known as the housekeeping section. Carlos, I've got one thing. Well, maybe two things. What do you got this week for housekeeping? I pretty much have like my whole episode of this podcast is housekeeping, and then I have a little bit to talk about with games. So I have a lot. All right. Well, I say let's crack in and uh, let's do it, sir. Why don't you lead us off? Well, the first thing we could talk about is something that you know very well uh, about, which is the Xbox 20th anniversary special happened. Yep, that happened. That was a thing. And you were part of it. I was on the show. I was. If you watch the ASL interpreted feed, that was me in the corner. And so you actually got like info that they were going to talk about on the show before, or did you just like experience it with all of us? Oh, no. I That was done like a week before you guys saw it. So I, I knew all that stuff. Oh, okay. I always do. I always do. You know everything. I know a lot of stuff. You'd be surprised. Well, not to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm going to start off real quick with a Debbie Downer because I enjoy video games and I enjoy Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo and anything that is video games. But Oh, man, I feel the world's biggest butt coming on here. Well, I already said the butt. But I, I actually hate video games. No, not 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 at all. Not, But just like there are a couple of little things that Xbox does sometimes that rub me the wrong way. Okay. And like one of the things is they're doing this special, which is great. 20 years, that's great. Um but like some of the stuff the messaging came across like we're the reason why video games you know what? like how so what do you mean that a lot of it just feels like uh you know well we we make games that, pe- that people want to play and i'm like no shit independent developers do that and so does playstation and so does nintendo like it just sometimes seems like they take credit for like games I, I think you're reading too much into that, dude. That's just general PR that like every publisher puts out. I mean, Sony's PR sounds basically the same. Nintendo's maybe a little bit less, but still kind of the same. I mean, it's just general line that they put out. I mean, we 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 make a console, so of course we love games. I mean, of course you do. Why I know. else would you do that? You know, it's just, I, I don't I I don't think they're taking credit. It's just general spiel. You know? It is general spiel, and yes, I heard a lot of the same words that I heard in the special when, when Sony's and stuff like that. Although not really in Nintendo's, because Nintendo is very, it seems like a lot of their directs now are focused just on the games. And That's they, true. You know I mean? Like, they don't go like, hey, we make, you know, you know, we make, we're part of this gaming industry. They don't do that. They're like, the new Mario will be this. You know, here's the new Kirby. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but Sony does a lot more of what we're talking about. But I don't know. It was just something I got. And I was like, I mean, I love games. And I like that you guys are making them. But like, yeah. Okay. I said my piece about that. No big deal. Uh, the other thing that is interesting, though, is exclusive Starfield and Elder Scrolls are confirmed. 
Sure. Um, I mean, why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? But, you know, who knows? Because, like, it's Bethesda, and everyone's like, oh, well, we'll definitely get those games somewhere else at some point, right? I mean, not after Microsoft bought their ass. I mean, nope. that was, like, the big news. They bought that shit. They own that shit now. So if you want to play those things, you're going to be playing on a Microsoft system or PC, I guess. Yeah. So, anyways, that was swirling around, I think, uh, on Twitter and stuff like that while the Xbox 20th anniversary was I, I saw people salty about that, and I'm like, what the fuck do you expect? Like... They dropped, I don't know how many billions of dollars to buy this company. You think they're going to just like roll over and like lose that momentum? Because like the number one thing people rag on Xbox about all the time, all those Sony ponies or the Sony jabronis, whatever you want to call them. Like it's always, eh, they don't have exclusives. They got no exclusives. It's all, it's like the number one talking point that anybody who doesn't like Xbox says literally every single time. So what do they fucking do? They drop a big, huge wad of cash, bigger than my entire house. They bought some fucking awesome exclusives, and now people are like, oh, they got exclusives. What the fuck? It's like, right. what? They can't win, man. You ding them for not having them. Now they got them. Now you ding them for having them. Like, fuck off. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, and I'm I'm with um, you on that statement because I basically like I remember the olden days. You do too, where if you had a Nintendo or Super Nintendo or Turbo Graphics or Genesis, you had exclusive games all the time. That was like the fucking thing, you know. That was and the so, norm, dude. That was yeah. the standard. Yeah, so I never get like mad at exclusive games. It's just like I know, um, you know, I'm going to play Elder Scrolls and Starfield, so I'm I'm going to definitely play it on Xbox, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that came out, and the other thing that came out in the 20th anniversary for a positive is that uh, going back uh, to the compatibility thing, old Xbox original <laughs> Xbox games and more 360 games were available. They said. Yeah, they released I think a batch of like 70, I believe it was games that were from original xbox and 360 and whatnot for the backwards compatibility which is cool i haven't gone down the list i know there are still a couple like notables that just never made the cut for one reason or another but um when people were tweeting about it that day i saw a number of like really cool games that i'm like oh i'm so glad that that's available you know like maybe i'm not going to come back to it myself but like i'm so happy other people can enjoy some of these yeah so and again a lot of them though you have to have the game right they're not like on game pass or you have to have the original xbox game then you can play it as far as I know, but I mean, I'd be surprised if they don't like upload them to the store or something. It seems like an opportunity to make some cash. Yeah, they should. I I, I went looking right after and I couldn't see anything new. So I don't think they did yet, maybe. But um, but that's cool. And the other obviously huge thing that everybody probably, probably thought we were going to talk the first thing about on the show is the Halo Infinite multiplayer beta is out. Is it a beta? I guess it's a beta. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm going to take a quick nap. Will you please wake me up when you're done with this segment? Oh, shit. No, no, no. I will go to bed and lay down with you and take a nap because <laughs> I don't really have... Scoot over. Care. You're hogging the covers, buddy. I need, I know. I need more pillow than that. Yes. Uh, no, no, no. I don't... Uh, we've talked about on the show, but like original Halo I had some fun with. I like Halo Wars for some reason. I love that simulation version. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's not. there's nothing really super like special in my heart for Halo. So, and I don't like multiplayer, which I've said many times. So this is, this does nothing for me and I didn't even download it, but it's No, exciting. I didn't even download it. My son's been playing a little bit because he is more of the online multiplayer than I am, but I don't really care for Halo. I don't really care for Master Chief. I don't think the games are as great as people say. I mean, I, you know, they're, they're great and they did their thing and they definitely, you know, connected with a lot of people, but I feel like. I feel like Halo is a really overrated series if you don't like multiplayer. Um, so it does nothing for me. The writing's terrible. I just have never really enjoyed a Halo that much. So, in fact, I remember buying the first Halo, Halo number one, 
way back in the day and i believe it was um god it was a software etc i believe it was nice i on it was on xbox the original xbox played it and i'm like man i don't like this game at all and i took it back because at that time you could actually return a game oh yeah and they looked at me like i was fucking insane they're like are you is it did it not work i'm like no i just didn't like it they're like what you yeah. didn't like this game i'm like i just didn't care for it what are you sure? Oh and and then they call, hey, hey, Rob, come in from the, hey, this guy up here, he says it doesn't like Halo. And like, you know, crowd gathers around and shit. And I'm like, it was like this giant to do. But I mean, if you like Halo, cool. I'm not going to like hate anybody that likes it. But like, it is, it is 100% not my jam. Well, we've already talked about it too long then. I don't know. We're actually still talking Let's about it. Let's move on. But before we move on, real quick, that software, et cetera moment that you just told me about. Like, yeah. imagine if, like, uh, phones with cameras were more of a thing back then, because they weren't. Oh, dude. I would have been internet famous for that day. Exactly. Like, that is 100% a meme. Like, the guy who returns Halo, that would have been. Oh, yeah. You guys would see me. I'd be, like, in some fucking dumb look on my face, because I'd be scared and shocked. And like, Oh, yeah. You know, it'd have all sorts <laughs> of weird captions that. on it and everything. It'd be, yeah, no good. Wow. You know what we should do is we should just recreate that moment. I'm writing <laughs> that down as an idea. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> or recreate the moment. Oh, by the way, I have to actually see you in person someday to probably film this, but maybe we do it virtually anyways. And that's a funny meme. We're going to do it um, <laughs> to be a Debbie Downer again. I decided I finally, I just think I just figured it out one. I can't say words tonight. If you haven't already told that is See? a problem when we are recording a podcast, I just did it again. If you haven't already been told, like, what am I talking about? So I'm off. Okay. I'm admitting that. Secondly, okay. I'm definitely in a bad mood. I decided. Uh Oh yeah. And um, I think I'm just going to be a Debbie Downer slash, brad galloway with the whole episode oh wow so, <laughs> i love how i am the auto debbie downer I am, i'm I am sorry but you bucket. are <laughs> um because here's another debbie downer thing the i wanted to bring this up forever and it finally came to fruition in this episode because of me trying to use it so what? continuing on the xbox talk uh minus the 20 year special which is a great thing to you know i'm glad they did it but in the game capture process for xbox and i'm talking yes. about series x right now um, okay it's fucking terrible. And I can't believe I've not said that before, but compared to the PlayStation, I'm not a Sony pony. I'm not any of those monikers. I just try to share and capture gameplay, right? Because I uh, make, make videos. Just so like a short clip or something? Yeah. And PlayStation is literally like breathing. It's so intuitive and it's, it happens immediately and you have the recording and you've shared it and you put it somewhere and whatever. It's so fast and easy. And it's like literally the button, you know, the share button. On the Xbox, it's so fucking difficult. I can't believe we haven't talked about it before. I've been playing the GTA Definitive Edition just for jokes, like just trying to find the dumbest moments. The joke is they call it the Definitive Edition. That's nice. The joke. Didn't um, but you know, like finding like funny footage, and it's the worst. You literally have to. If I mean, there's a few different ways you can start recording, or you can like hold the button down for a while and then it like decides when it captured something and then you go back and find it but when you go back and find your captures one you've got to upload them again like it says like where do you want to share them to and the number one place that i can usually get them from my computer is the OneDrive, and that thing is fucking like broken and corny and doesn't always work like i go uh, share to up share to OneDrive, and it goes shared so it tells me shared right yeah, but it's lying because I go to the OneDrive and it's not there, and then it just shows up like ten minutes later. It's fucking whack. Have you ever tried to use it? Uh, I don't think so. See, I've, uh, I've oh taken screenshots. I just, I don't. I mean, 
I just haven't ever shared a gameplay clip. I think I've shared screenshots. That's pretty easy. But I've never done a clip, I don't think. I have done clips on PlayStation just randomly. It's not like I... It's not like I choose to do it on PlayStation and I avoid Xbox. I just don't think I've ever happened to want to share anything on the Xbox. Yeah, but isn't that a little curious? Isn't that a little curious? I mean, I think it's just roll the dice, man. But I mean, I can try it tonight and see if it's... Try it tonight, please. Because basically, there's a couple different ways where they'll get you right to Twitter, you know, and that's not bad. But then you still have to edit it. And the editing process isn't easy either. I just think that the whole process is so whack, and I can't believe people aren't talking about it because it's just like I want to do that all the time when I'm playing games, and it just seems very like laborious. Is the word. Okay, I'll check in. I've actually never done it, but I will check into it. Oh, there's my Debbie Downer number one. Um, here's something positive: G4 relaunched. Uh, they've been trying to relaunch basically all through pandemic, and they've been, um, you know, a YouTube channel and a Twitch channel and doing all the stuff kind of remotely. Then they had this thing called the Beach House. It was basically just like a small office where a few of them could hang out, you know, vaccinated. And then they just yesterday uh, relaunched the actual offices, brand new offices in L.A. And like they're doing cable TV mixed with online. So you can like watch it on the old school television and they have ad breaks. But then the YouTube version and the Twitch version, it just keeps going. You know, like you can watch during the commercial break um, and it just kind of cuts away a little bit. But like, it's super cool to see it back. Cool. Oh, that's all you're going to say to this segment, isn't it? I, I care literally negative about G4. I've never watched it. I'm not a fan. I don't uh, I don't have that kind of lifestyle where I watch other people really talk about games very much. Like I have a lot of shit going on and I just... It just, it never, you know, I, you know, cause I know some people have like really strong love of these certain game personalities or these particular shows and they just really go all in. And that's cool, man. If you like people and you want to, you vibe with them and you like their stuff. Awesome. All for it. I mean, it helps some people feel that way about our show. Hopefully fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but I just, I've never gotten into G4. I never, never connected with those folks. It's never been a, a thing for me. Well, what's interesting is I'm bringing it up for two reasons. One, like, you know, the Adam Sessler's and the Kevin Pereira's are back. Like some of the old folks, uh, I say old because I'm old too. And then they got a whole bunch of new young people and brand new talent and people who are like either big on YouTube or just like just starting out like a really good mix, you know? Yeah. And I like that mixture of like old and new. And then secondly, being a person like, and I literally I was in, I was doing the same videos as Adam was doing in the same city at the same time. Right. And I'm not doing that now, um, currently, but it, it was almost like vicariously living through, you know, the situation where is if I went back to work in that environment. So it's a little nostalgic for me in that reason. Cause I've, it's a very specific niche of host person who was doing videos in San Francisco. Sure. You know what sure. I mean? So yeah, for, for sure. me, it was like this kind of uh, sentimental thing, like, oh, he's getting, you know, he's going back to being on air and, um, you know, from being in the pandemic and it just locked in his room. And so right, right, right. I mentioned it one time. I actually wrote a couple pieces for Adam Sessler that he was doing at G4 back in the day. I freelanced oh, yeah? a couple. Uh, yeah, it was not a fun process. I would never do it again. <laughs> wait, wait, he's, he's Henri. Is that what you say? Henri? I never like interacted with him directly. It was always like I was working for somebody who was managing his content and they were like having me generate a couple of these. Uh, it was like a freelance thing. It's not like I was ever in there, but I remember I remember feeling like, man, this sucks. If this was my real job, I would get out of doing this because it was just it was oh, just not no. great. 
No, I just meant great. like because if you had like a cranky vibe and then he already has had a cranky vibe, that'd be no, good good writing no. for him. Anywho, no. uh, G four, check it out, people. I think a lot of our young younger listeners would really dig it because um, it's going to be you know on all the time now. Uh, secondly, or this is not secondly. See, I told you I can't say words. Tonight. We're like up to like seventeen by now, bro. I know. I have a few more. Uh, do you want to take over and me hand off the? No, nah, no, nah, go for it. Mine are just like small dinky ones. Keep going with your with your momentum here. Here's another rant. Someone just said Epic Game Store. Uh, they were talking about a game, and it said Epic Game Store's uh, percentage of sales on like a popular game was like one percent, <laughs> versus like but people buying it anywhere else. Um, oh, you mean like the market share? Like anybody who share. buys game X. One percent of people are buying it on Epic, and ninety-nine percent of people are buying it elsewhere. Yeah, something like that. So basically, like they got to do something, or like you know, that's just like losing money all the time. So I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know why why we wrote that down, but it just seems sad. (laughs) I guess you were concerned about Epic. I mean, I guess the billions that they're making off of Fortnite or whatever is maybe not enough to sustain them. So oh, that's exactly why they don't need to care. One percent just an additional thing. They don't even give. A shit, dude. Like they made. I mean, what was the profit margin on on just Fortnite alone? I mean, it was literally like, yeah, it was like in the billions, like profit. So they're they're doing okay. I'm not too worried about it right now, but we are. We're gonna do like Epic Watch. We're gonna make sure they don't go on live support every week. We're gonna check in. How you doing, Epic? I forgot. And we'll see how they're going. I'm I'm I'm, uh, sorry I brought it up. Secondly, (laughs) Elex Two got pushed, which is really sad news again for me. Uh, and you, you love Elix. Uh, I love Elix. Elix is fucking dope, dude. Every episode I mention Elix, because I must have like, uh, you know, onset old age or something coming on because I go, yeah, this game Elix. Hey, Brad, you'd like it. And you're like, Carlos, we talk about this all the time. I love Elix. I played it. Blah, blah, blah. We talk about it like 16 shows in a row. I love Elix, man. Okay. It's great. It's well, it, it got pushed to March of 2022. Oh, that's okay. You know, honestly, that's okay because I want them to make the best game that they can make. I don't want them to crunch. I want those people to do a good job because they did a great job last time. And these people, is it is it Piranha Bytes yep, that puts it out? Piranha Bytes, yeah. Piranha Bytes have made a like real talk, real talk. Everybody, pull up a chair. I'm gonna drop some. I'm sitting on. down. That's perfect. Piranha Bytes has made some fucking great games, and I really honestly feel like they have never gotten the recognition that they deserve. I feel like they are one of the most interesting and innovative developers out there, but their games just don't click with people for whatever reason. I mean, they're they're usually pretty janky, which I admit, but if you can get past the jank, I think there's a lot of really cool stuff going on, and I've played several of the games. I think they're all really good, but like none of them ever take off. So like, I want these guys to get a big hit. They, they deserve one. Oh, they yeah. deserve to make a big hit and get a home run and cash in. So if they need to take their time, get it right, polish it up. I mean, I'm all for it, man. I can wait another six months or whatever. Please take your time. And I think they made money on Elix. Uh, I feel like they did because I feel like that sold pretty damn well, um, even though it's an underground hit or whatever. Yeah, like nobody I know except for you and like Dan Weisenberger has ever played it. Well, I know more people that have played it. So um, either way, the other thing, by the way, um, I always talk about Click for Gameplay. He's um, I'm on his Patreon or whatever, and um, he does these RPG videos on YouTube. Uh, anyways, he always talks about Gothic and that series and loving how many things that that series did that still RPGs to this day don't do, you know? Oh, yeah. Very interesting stuff going on in that series. Yeah. yeah and sure. then there was things in Risen that I liked, like in 3, oh, I think. Oh, man. Oh, dude. I had That game was broken in so many ways oh, it's and had broken. a lot of problems. Yeah. But, oh, my God, it had so many awesome things in, in it. And it, it spawned sequels, which is kind of good and bad. I mean, I guess good because it must have done well to make a sequel. But I feel like they didn't really... 
ever really get it off the ground more than they did with the first one. I had the best time with the first one. But again, creative, innovative, interesting, like bold, like crazy stuff going on in Risen. I love Risen. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we love Piranha Bytes. We love Elix 2 coming out in March 2022. And then before, I can't forget this. Uh, we mentioned Still Stand, the game, the indie game, last episode. Yeah, we mentioned it last episode, yeah. And then the publisher uh, reached out to me, Nakana Games, so it's N-A-K-A-N-A. Did we get another cease and desist? Yeah, they said, stop it. Just they stop said, knock talking it off, about you our bastards. Games. Yes. No, no, they said, thanks so much for mentioning Still Stand, and you might like our other games, so check it out. So the website is N-A-K-A-N-A.io. We should probably just put that in the show notes. And they have tons of like alternative style indie story driven games. Um, I think I played EQQ is one of them. EQQ. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's on Switch. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and there's a bunch of them that are really interesting and really cool and different. So go over there, check them out. They're on a lot of platforms too. They're not just on Steam. They have them on the Switch. Uh, Brad Gale, yeah, there's, there's several, several on the Switch. Yeah. yeah, and then PlayStation and Xbox. So go check them out. We love that game, and I love that publisher. Excellent. Cool. Um, last but not least, I got two. I got two things that are last but not least. So you got last, and you got next, got to last, last, and last. Not and least. Last okay. is Arcane on Netflix. Check it out because it's really, really cool. It's animated. Uh, what League of Legends stories? That's what I hear. But it doesn't, you, you just take out League of Legends. It's just a cool ass anime or like, or animation uh, show. Yeah. Um, it just looks amazing. So check it out. Uh, also, um, Patreon. I'm on Patreon. <laughs> just random plug for Carlos's shit. <laughs> you caught me by surprise with that one. I was like, what? <laughs> that's how, that's why I did it. Yeah. It, but patreon.com slash Carlos Rodell. It's just my name. Uh, I'm making comedy sketches. If you want to go uh, throw me a buck and get um, some of the videos early, you can do that. And lastly, Activision Blizzard has a walkout happening as we speak uh, because, you know, employees have had enough. And I just think that we've never talked about it on the show much and we should just say fuck them, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I haven't really read up on all the latest details, but I see just like horror story after horror story coming out. It sounds like... From what I've gathered, it seems like upper management is pretty gross, and they've got some really deep-seated cultural issues going on there. So I'm I'm not by any means an expert, but the the stories I'm hearing and the people who are you know walking out, I think they are right to be upset because there's probably you know I mean not probably there is there's a lot of really excellent people who work there who have nothing to do with that and like the whole situation is just is bringing everybody down because they are associated with this nasty stuff happening at the top. Yeah, and the top is important because it's um the the article I'm looking at is uh. <clears throat> The CEO is being urged to step down, uh, Bobby Kotick. Bobby Kotick, yeah. Uh, because basically he ignored all the shit that was going on when it comes to sexual misconduct, et cetera. And yeah, by the way, I have friends that are there at that company too. Don't fuck the company, but fuck the bad people inside it right. and uh, get them out of here. So it seems like this Bobby guy's got to go. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. I'm just looking at his picture and his picture makes <clears throat> me angry. All right, this is over. What do you got for housekeeping? The one little box? Um, not much, dude. Not much. I mean, I guess one kind of random non-game related thing. It seems like people enjoy when we talk about like outside life stuff. So just a a quick mention. I've been working. I think I mentioned a couple times before. I've been working on the roof uh, on my patio. Uh, I've been, I, you know, I'm not really like a big guy. I'm not like a construction. Guy. Like if you saw me, you wouldn't be like, yeah, that guy lays drywall. Like you wouldn't think that about me. If you <laughs> although saw me, I'm right? not sure anybody would say that in general, though. 
Hey, I mean, maybe, maybe. You never know. But okay. I'm just you. You wouldn't think of me as like, yeah, he's probably got 16 hammers at home. That guy looks like right, he's right, right. power team. You know, you wouldn't you think that. But you know, it needed to be done. We were having a lot of leaks on this roof on their patio. It was just a mess. It was just like you know, terrible. And the place where I live, I mean, we live in Washington State. You and I both do. And um, the place where I moved to, where I bought my home, is like. I don't know what happened, but you're like at the epicenter of like all of the elements and we get the most crazy windstorm and rain oh, up here. Jeez, it It's been nuts like, here. I mean, it is nuts, but like even even nutsier than usual because of where we are. Like it's we must be up on a hill or something because we get these crazy just like nuts winds. And I mean, my number one issue here at the house is like dealing with water. Like, what do I do with all this water that's on my property? Like water all over the fucking place. So I never, you know, I just have never had to deal with this stuff before. It's never been an issue rented most of my life and so now that i'm a homeowner i'm like wow i guess i have problems i got 99 problems and they're all wind and water so i guess i'm dealing with those right so uh i had to go out there and fix my roof and that's been like an, an ordeal it's been eating into a lot of my time but my son my 12 year old came out with me we braved the elements the first day we did it literally up there like in the wind in the rain like on my roof just like i gotta get this thing done like you know it's like you watch one of those like pirate ship movies where the ship is sinking and the dudes are like bravely trying to like tie off the ropes or whatever and yeah. then like guy gets blown off the deck and shit like that was us like i'm in there the winds in my face going sideways and i'm like trying to hammer the shit in the roof and my son's down like can we go inside and i'm like no we can't go inside we gotta fix this roof <laughs> <laughs> but we, we we he he was great sport um great help but we finally got it done today my wife happened to come upstairs at the exact moment when i was about to put in the final absolute last screw and I'm like, oh, this is it. This is it. So we're done. So we're I, a little bit of a celebration uh, in my heart. Nice. And in my head today. So that's done. Exciting. Looking forward to that patio being dry. I know there's going to be like maybe like, you know, maybe one or two tiny little leaks, but I got some silicone ready. Going to get up there and just seal it up as soon as I find out where the leaks are. But overall, I feel like I did a pretty good job. I don't mean to like pat myself on the back or anything, but it was hard work. And I'm really looking forward to having a dry patio and that's really boring but that's where my life is right now that's fine and by the way i had a house like once and yeah it's like a million jobs that show up and then you have to worry about things like ants i was like what oh fuck ants, ants. every way you can possibly fuck an i know ant, fuck those ants dude. i know fuck I, ants. I did deal with it for like a year or something maybe two years um so i and you know how that is the most i do like to fix my place which is like one room um is I like right now my uh sink in my bathroom is clogged. So I go to the store and buy the liquid, you know, Drano thing. And <laughs> then I pour that down there and then you know, then it's fixed. I thought you were gonna say you wash your dishes in the bathtub. <laughs> oh nice. No, no, my sink in the kitchen's fine. It's just my oh, uh, bathroom oh. one always clogs. Well then you up. go to the bathroom in the sink then, the other way around. Oh yeah. I do that too. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about video games. Anyway, wait, 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 oh, wait. One, what? one more last thing. One more last thing. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, the TV show The Terror. It was on originally on AMC. Have you seen this? I don't think I have. I see everything. I'm looking it up. It is originally based on a book by Dan Simmons. Um, I used to read a lot of Dan Simmons back in a million years ago when I had time to read. Uh, I don't. I think that maybe he has been outed as a conservative asshole. I don't know if he is or not, but uh, he wrote this book called The Terror about people in the 1800s who were looking for like uh, a passage through antarctica they were looking for like a shortcut to the far east and they kept thinking there was going to be like you know a channel or a path or you know fjords or something they could get through and it turned out that there wasn't uh but these people went out there on these ships they got trapped in the ice and they died that part was real 
but then he took that original story, the Nugget story, and he made it into like a horror story about uh, this monster that was out in the ice and the craziness of these people who were trapped out there uh, in Antarctica for like, or the Arctic, excuse me, for like two or three years. Uh, it's on AMC. All the performances are amazing. Like they give a really great performances. Like these people are trapped in the ships and they're all like, you know, the, the British stoic sailor dudes from the 1800s and stuff. Um, it's a slow burn. The first couple episodes are pretty slow, but once things get going, um, it's just like problem after problem after problem. And the monster shows up and things get bad and things get worse. And by the end, you're just like, Oh my God, this is like hell on earth. And this whole, everything about this makes me uncomfortable. And it's just a nightmare, but really well done. I mean, some amazing shots. Uh, the cast was fantastic. It was, um, God, just so full of despair at some points. Like it was really great. Like I think the director did a great job capturing, um, just like the horror of that book. Like, so excellent stuff. If you want a slow burn horror story called the terror, uh, we watched it on iTunes, I think. Um, but it's, you know, original on AMC. It's interesting. You don't like scary video games, but you often bring scary shows to the show. It's a different vibe for me. Like being, uh, on my couch with my wife holding my hand and covering me in a blanket and putting her <laughs> hand over my eyes when things get spooky makes it okay. But like me playing a game, like I feel too immersed and that's the difference I think, because mm. when I'm on the couch, it's like, you know, it's a show I'll jump scare or whatever. I'll, you know, I'll shriek a little bit, pee myself, but I'm not going to like, I don't get so scared that I can't watch it. But when I'm playing a game, it's, it's too much, man. Like I feel like it's, it's too intense. I don't yeah. know. Different feeling. All right. Well, people check that out. If you can handle the scary, um, I won't watch that, but thank you. Uh, All right. And before we leave housekeeping, I forgot one more thing. Okay. Because this whole show is housekeeping. Um, and that's not true. There's a few games we're going to talk about. Uh, Outriders. Remember that old game? Yeah. Outriders. Um, I've been like hunting and pecking for new games to play that are that I already own, <laughs> that I already have, because I'm low on the funds, um, meaning I have no money. Uh, so when you don't, you go back and look for the old games that you already have. And Outriders is one of them. And I've talked about in the show where I really did have a good time with the game. Um, even you though, liked it way more than I did. Yeah, way more. And then I beat it. We talked about that, right? I beat it. We did. Yeah, we talked about that a uh, couple a couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And so because there is a weirdly un, not talked about much Mass Effect story in there, and you can actually like just play the campaign, and it's like really really fun for that. And when I beat it, I kept playing it a little bit like I do Far Cry Six or Rage Two, where I really liked the mechanics, and because I was so leveled up, I felt really strong, and f it was fun. And then I put it down, but then I just saw they released new free DLC uh, called New Horizon, and I was kind of excited. I was like, okay, I don't have any money. I could go back to my old game. This is great. And, you know, it's going to be that thing where I don't remember any of the controls, I'm sure. Oh, man. I bet it'll be a shit show coming back to it. It will because be, yeah. But you don't remember what the, the moves were, the controls were, what your strategies were. It's got to be weird. Exactly. And so that's what I thought I was going to talk about on this show, but no, I couldn't play it. Because the servers are down. Servers are down? I yeah. Guess just, oh, okay. Well. So basically it said, like, I, I watched the trailer. I got all excited. It said, new maps, new loot drops, all this new stuff. And I'm like, I'm going back in. And for the last half hour, I've been trying to go back in. And it just keeps saying, our servers oh. are down. So I That's think... That's a bummer. I hate when that happens. I know. I'm sure they'll be back up at some point. But it's probably because they're getting bombarded with the new DLC. I mean, it's 
you know, a bunch of people like all of a sudden jumping back on. Millions out. of fans yeah. who love Outriders flocking back to the server. Oh, you're or, joking. You're joking. I'm super joking. Or they forgot to make their server payment and they temporarily shut down till that check clears. So. Or they had like a smaller like limit, cap limit, because they, you know, they shut it down because there was less people on the server. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're Wi-Fi hotspotting on their phone. Oh, no, my goodness. Okay, I'll tell you what it really is. It's what I just said, because I've actually worked with people <laughs> that run these kind of games. The, what they did is they shut down the, the amount of server space, probably. You know what I mean? Like how many people they're sure, going to have on sure, it. Sure, sure. And now all of a sudden people see the DLC, they jump back on, and they can't get on. So yeah, they'll they open it up. upscale quickly enough. For sure. It happens a lot. So I'll talk about it next show, I'm sure. Um, and then, yeah, kind of excited to go back in. All right. Right on. That is housekeeping. The house is reasonably clean, but we're going to leave it where it's at, and we're going to get right into the main content of the show. Carlos, we're coming to you here for a small... uh, I mean, I feel like it's probably an indie game coming from the Far East. I'm not sure if it's Korea or China, but it's called The Kids We Were. Um, I saw some screenshots. looks pretty cute. looks kind of like a little um, slice of life sort of a thing. You want to fill us in on this? Yeah, the developer is the same as the publisher. It's called Gagex. Gagex. G-A-G-E-X Co. I'm going to look them up because I don't want to get that wrong. I'm going to look it up. Well, I mean, that's the name, but yeah, look them up and see. What, no, I mean, but, but like what country they're from. I don't yeah, want to insult yeah, anybody. Yeah. So this is basically like, we talked about Moonglow Bay on this show before. And I yes. actually, uh, real quick caveat, I did go back to that game because the developer said they were working on the overworld map. Um, oh, okay, wait, wait. My bad, my bad. I apologize. I got that totally wrong. They are actually from Japan. I thought for some reason they were from Korea. My mistake. They are from Japan. Apologies to everybody at Gagex. And also, I now that I'm like remembering, as I played the game, it's all like in a Japanese kind of uh, there we village. go. So, there we go. Uh, anyways, but before I go into that, the kids we were um, Moonglow Bay hasn't fixed that overworld issue yet. So, oh, is it still weird looking? Yeah, it's kind of like bouncy. It's like it's like the camera doesn't settle. And yeah. because it doesn't, it makes you kind of uncomfortable. So anyways, this is that same style, though, like super pixely, super voxely. Uh, well, voxel is actually the right answer. And it uh, super cute, you know. So it's a mixture of like Mungo Bay voxel style with Earthbound because the little kid has a, you know, a little red hat on. And you can think of Ness. Is that right, Ness? Yeah, Ness. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, in general, it has like collectibles. It's an adventure game. It's not really an RPG at all. It's more just like a, a story. And yeah, I guess they call it a cinematic adventure game. It's basically just like playing through a story that's really interesting. And you do have segments where you walk around a map and can find stuff and talk to people like in an RPG, but there's no like upgrading. And it's really just like, you know, getting told the story. Um, right. And so it starts off, and I don't want to say anything about it actually, because it's really interesting how it, it ramps up pretty quickly, um, but it starts off super sad, and I'm like ready to bounce because there's a bunch <laughs> of really sad stuff. Too much sadness. Yeah, well, there's sickness and sadness, and I'm like, oh, I want to get out of here. Yikes! Okay, but okay. I'm glad I stuck with it because uh, there's short chapters. There's like they they tell them almost like in episodes, really. They're little chapters, and you play as a kid who has a, a younger sister. And you are going around this little village trying to figure things out about um, your dad, who you don't, you never really met, and your mom's there, and she's going to do something else. But basically, as you and your sister take off to go explore the little town, uh, weird stuff happens, and 
like the really, really sad beginning kind of fades away because it becomes really interesting. Uh, hmm. And I don't want to explain what it is because it really like shocked me and make, made me want to keep playing it. So, but something happens and you're like, oh, this is a totally different kind of story than I thought it was going to be. Um, okay. This, you've got my interest peaked right now. Yeah. It's like, a, I, I can say this. It's like a sci-fi fantasy element shows up where if you look at the graphics and the screenshot, it looks just basically like Earthbound, Earthbound, you know, very like uh, of modern setting and you're walking around a little sure. Japanese sure. village and there's a 7-Eleven and stuff. Um, so it's cool. And you, there's a little things like collectibles, like you can like find coins and buy things and, you know, uh, you get little items added to your catalog and can check them out. So there's some, you know, collectible element to it, but it's really about this story that's very interesting and a little nostalgia, a little sad, a little, it's very familial. Like it's about a family, you know, and, uh, the past and coming to terms with things that happened in the past and, it's just interesting, and it's it's told in, like, yeah, it's like a more mature subject than the graphics would make you think. You know what I mean? I mean, this sounds this sounds like a win to me. This sounds great. I really liked what to check this out. I mean, this sounds like you're you you've got narrative, you've got uh, some emotional stuff, you've got a little fantasy element, which I always appreciate. I mean, this sounds great all the way through. Did you uh, finish it by any chance? No, I'm not, but I'm gonna finish it. Like, I I'm really excited to finish it because I, I think I'm in fourth chapter or something. I don't know how many chapters there are. I should look it up, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna finish this. Like, this is definitely up my alley. This is an Earthbound type uh, experience, but without the combat. You know, there's no turn-based combat. Um, and there's also, um, yeah, it, it's it says it takes place in the '80s, which I forgot about. Um, so there's kind of that kind of vibe as well. So anyways, I 100% uh, recommend this game. It doesn't come out yet. We're talking about it early because we got a code. Yes, I sent you the code. Huh? Right. So it comes out in January. Uh, wow. So we're talking about early. Are we okay to talk about it, by the way? Actually, Jesus, now that you're, now that you're, now that you're reading this, let me check real quick. Okay. As you check, I will say the only ne- negative thing is that you. I wanted to go in more of the stores and the fact that you can't go in a lot of stores really bum me out because they look really cool. So that's the only negative I have about it. Okay, wait, I'm looking, I'm reading, I'm reading. And by the way, I'm if reading, it is embargoed, scanning. then we will, uh, we'll just take this out and make it a separate little video of like audio thing. I don't see anything here about an embargo whatsoever. So I guess we're okay. Shh. Don't tell don't anybody. Tell anybody. This, don't no tell one's anybody. hearing this, right? No one's listening to the show. They're never going to know. I can, I'm can. i just going to type it into YouTube and see if there's video of it already. Maybe. There's trailer. There's gameplay. I mean, I'm reading the email. The guy says, please. He says, please talk about it. So I don't see. I don't see. Any... Oh, because it came out on mobile first. Okay. So is it out of mobile? Yeah, it's out on mobile. No, no, we're good. He says the information can be released to me. Oh, we should be fine. Okay, well, we be fine. well, I played it on Steam, but it is on a phone. It's funny because it looks so much better on a computer widescreen than the graphics. I mean, I, the same graphics, but like, you know, if you're seeing something horizontal right. uh, versus vertical, uh, it just there's more to look at when you're walking exactly. around. So. Exactly. And by the way, it's going to be like on Switch, people. too. Yes, excellent. So, I mean, this sounds like a win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dip in on this on Switch when it comes out. This sounds great. Yeah, I love it. I'm gonna finish it and then I'll talk about it in the show. All right, cool. Let's move on. I am talking about another pre-release game called Little Bug, which is on Xbox, and it's. Uh, I guess we're okay to talk about it. It was actually a code that was unsolicited. So, you know, like in the just a little peek behind the curtain here, folks. As a, as the editor of GameCritics.com, you know, I get 
like like literally hundreds of emails every single day uh, from people who are like, hey, I made a game. I want you to try my game. I want you to look at my game. I want you to make a video of my game. Please write about my game. Please talk about my game. Like, like hundreds and hundreds every day. There's literally no way I could do all of them, even if I wanted to, uh, because there's just not enough time in the day. So um, sometimes people will just send you a code out of the blue, like you're not going to ask for it. You know, if it's a huge game, you know, usually you have to get in line or sign up somewhere or tell a PR person that you want to play it or something. But like sometimes these smaller companies will just like send codes out on blast because they want you to play their game or they really are hungry for, for coverage or something. Um, so I don't know exactly the story behind these particular people, but I just got this code out of the blue. Uh, that was not asked for. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is on Xbox. I got an Xbox. I'll check it out. And I emailed back to the publisher and I was like, hey, are you cool if I talk about this? Because there was no mention of an embargo in your email and you just sent me the code. So, I mean, you're, you're basically just trusting me here, I guess. Um, and their answer was kind of vague. So I guess we're okay because they didn't definitely say not talk about it. So I, <laughs> I like how about it now. two in a row, two games in a row were like, I think we can talk about these. I mean, if you don't want people to talk about it, I think you should be really clear about that. And they were not clear about that. So I feel like it's probably okay. Anyway, it, I, I, I mean, regardless, let's talk about the game. And the game is actually pretty great, which is a, a good thing that I think any PR person would want would want me to say about it. Is it. I didn't know anything about this going into it. I just downloaded it and just to see what it was about. It starts out, you are a young um, black girl. She's got like these cute little outfit she looks like she's maybe like six or seven maybe she gets dropped off uh a school bus and she gets dropped off in this like creepy ass neighborhood and like right off the bat i'm like oh god little girl please be okay where's your mom like what's happening is nobody here to pick you up from the bus oh geez like i was like my tension started going up because like i don't like to see any kid um get off a bus in a scary like scary part of town with nobody around that's not cool i was like okay i hope she's gonna be okay i hope this is not a horror game because i didn't know what to expect right so she gets off the bus and she kind of like, it's hard to describe, but she goes into kind of like a, a dream state or like a little like imaginary land. And it's not like rainbows and unicorns and stuff. Like it's kind of like the city that she's in, but it remains creepy. Uh, so, I mean, it's not kind of scary, but she also has a friend who is kind of like this little ball of light. Um, the little girl cannot jump. She can walk back and forth. Um, I think that's all she can do. She can pick up items, walk back and forth. But the ball of light is used in a really interesting way. I think the mechanics of this game are pretty interesting. Uh, the ball of light hovers around her. You can control it with the right stick, and you control the girl with the left stick. And every time you get to like a ledge or a, I don't know, a high point or something that she needs to get on top of, you move the ball of light to where it makes sense, and then the little girl can kind of send out a little like beam of energy and like connect to the ball, and it like catapults her up so oh. you're not jumping but you're kind of jumping based on like catapult mechanics what's the thing called um because i'm looking at the trailer the bionic commando style what's that little... it's it's yeah it's kind of like a grappling hook but not grappling exactly hook. it feels yeah, slightly yeah. different than that because you're manipulating um the anchor point in a way that's not exactly the way that a grappling hook works but it's very similar to that yeah but it's bouncy there's a lot of like spring to it you have to figure into the mechanics of like the physics so like if you jump off a low ledge you're only going to get a little bit of bounce because there's not much rebound but if you jump off a high ledge you're going to bounce way higher because you know like a rubber band you're stretching it further and then you go like way higher because the bounce is is much further uh, anybody that knows physics knows what i'm saying i hope this oh makes yeah sense. it's science um yeah it's, it's totally science so you use this little mechanic to get through these what ends up being kind of platform levels um but i think it's it's really interesting there's um story elements that i don't want to spoil but she does get home after like the first chapter 
and then things kind of go off the rails a little bit and she is kind of in a she's very unhappy with her situation i'm not going to say anything else uh, so she kind of goes back out into the world and kind of experiences this like is it the real world is it kind of a, a dream interpretation of the real world like you're kind of not sure what's going on it's got a kind of a neat tone to it very dark uh, but not scary dark, but just kind of dark and like, oh, like like emotionally dark a little bit. So it's I've only played a couple uh, levels. I think it's really good. I think the mechanics are very good. The physics are great. I think moving the little, the, the ball of light around as your anchor point is really um, effective. I think the levels look cool. I will say that my only complaint so far is that some of the levels are a little bit dark. And I mean that as in physically dark. Like I, uh, like there was one point where I couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go because the path forward was like was not very well lit and so mm. i had a hard time telling that's where i was supposed to go um so i wish the levels were just like a bit brighter uh, so there's not a lot of um, options in the game i can't really tweak it that much but apart from that uh like the actual darkness i think it's really interesting i'm looking forward to getting back to it tonight once we get off the show and i'm going to try to finish it up um yeah it seems really cool it seems really different and it's got a very distinct style distinct visuals and distinct content so so far um in a preview sense uh i think little bug is really cool and i uh, would encourage other people to check out a youtube video and check it out if that uh, if that sounds interesting yeah and the art is just really cool looking as I've it's seen good yeah the art is really great because yeah, it's I just like so different it's got a little bit of night in the woods feel um i don't know what i mean by that but some of like kind of the drawing kind of stuff that's around like yeah. these kind of hand-drawn hands that show up and creepiness but the glowing is really cool too um, yeah there's like neon but it's like dark and she kind of looks realistic but then other parts don't look realistic and it's a it's a really interesting visual style it looks really good really really put together i dig it it's on xbox but it's not out now yeah you're right no it's coming out really soon i got a pre-release code like i said and the, uh, the publisher was like super vague about whether it was embargoed right, right. i'm assuming it's not because otherwise they would have been very specific so well, check out little bug in a preview sense i think it's pretty cool i'm gonna keep playing it we'll uh maybe i'll report back later we'll see cool all right carlos back to you for a game that i know literally nothing about lucid cycle uh i sent you a code without knowing even one fact about this game so i am very much looking forward to what you have to say yeah i asked for the code because i had had this on my like you know wish list for a little while because basically anything to do with dreams i want to play it if it's a dream game, send it to me. Um, and why, also, why is that, sir? Why? Uh, because I love dreams. I mean, well, you know, they're just like another parallel universe. It's a pretty intense thing. Can I tell you about dreams, Brad? Do you know about dreams? I mean, you can tell me about them. I'm, I'm right here listening. Well, here's the other reason. It's not just dreams because dreams are like, yeah, they're pretty crazy and awesome. And we all have them, which is so weird. But lucid dreams are the best, which lucid dreams, if you haven't had one, uh, dear listeners, uh, you should go on YouTube. You know, do one right now. Go have one right now. Go get well, one. no, my point is on YouTube and all reading books or whatever, but it, just go to YouTube, say how to have one. There's like all these different kind of you know, ways that help you uh, achieve them because it's achievable by anybody. Uh, and what happens in a lucid dream is you are awake in your dream. Have we talked about this on the podcast? You know, I think we did, but you dreamed it. <laughs> I probably had a dream that we did, yeah. So in this real world setting i guess in quotes if i'm not you're actually dreaming. sleeping right now carlos we're we're oh, not actually that's why i can't say right words now. that makes yep. sense but anyway if you but if you, if you put, i was gonna say if you die here on the podcast you die in real life so oh watch out. my goodness freddie or not freddie is it freddie it is freddie, freddie yeah. Yeah. no no yeah freddie krueger yeah 
Oh my goodness, this is a messy episode. So, in a lucid dream, you basically feel like you're awake in your dream. Have you had one, by the way, Brad Galloway? I don't think so. That means no. That means no, because you'd know right away. Um, They're fantastic. Can I go on a slight tangent now? I mean, we're already on it, dude. We are on it. This is your dream. That's right. I'm already dreaming. Yeah, I might as well just keep going. So, okay, two things. One, a very, very exciting story that I don't think I shared on the podcast. You said we want to talk about real life sometimes. I will. and But before I get started, lucid dream just means you feel awake like like right now, me and you talking to each other. You go, oh, this is the real world. I can pitch myself, blah, blah. It feels real. You know, I, I know it's real. But you feel like that in the dream. So it's almost like they call it waking up in the dream. Mm-hmm. So you're still sleeping. You're still in this dream world, but you feel like you have all your faculties about you. It's incredible. And it really does feel like a video game. It's It's amazing. So that's really cool. My quick tangent is... My favorite one I've ever had, um, and I've been ha- I've been trying to have them again, but I had them more when you're younger because it's easier. So younger younger listeners listening, is this that one where you stumbled into the girls' locker room? No, that's just like that's a story we're not supposed to talk about. <laughs> that's the, the story we're not talking yeah. about in the podcast. And that actually happened in real life, so it wasn't a dream. <laughs> and I was it like, wasn't as sexy as it sounds. Look. I was like, don't look at me, I'm hideous. <laughs> and I put my towel on. I don't know why I was naked too. Anyways, that that. <laughs> That was a very strange turn, I must say. I just took it to the weirdest position. You were I going. I respect that you were going. See, for it. I was I like, really yes, ending. That. Yeah. Tell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but that's just one of my characters, by the way. He's he's never got out of puberty. Um, <laughs> so my lucid dream story, real quick, is, and this is so fucking cool. I can't believe I haven't told this on the podcast. I'm gonna cut this out and make this a, a clip. So, in the in, I was in my peak powers of lucid dreaming. Or maybe I'll get back to them. Who knows? But I was really good at doing them. And I went to a supermarket. And in the supermarket, I was in my dream. I was awake all of a sudden, right? I was in a lucid state. So it's like right now. And I walk down the, the aisles, and I see the cereal aisle. And I was like, oh, my goodness, my brain is making all these boxes of cereal. Because that's what's happening. Like, it's literally filling in data points, like a video game, so I can look at that. Because, you know what I mean? It's just coming from my brain. Or a memory. Sure. But in the supermarket, because I was so lucid, I decided to start looking at the boxes themselves. I was like, oh, yeah, brain, fuck you. You're not going to put every name on every box, are you? That seems laborious. So I pick up the boxes, and sure enough, the fronts of all the boxes had tricks, had Cocoa Puffs. It had the words that I knew that were cereal boxes. So then I flipped the box over, and I go, you think that my brain's going to fill in the ingredients? No way. I'd like to see this. I'd like to see you try, brain. So I pick up the box, flip it over. It says ingredients on the back of the box. Mind you, this is all being created on the fly by my brain. And then where the ingredients are, it just says, like, letters and numbers. <laughs> it, like, it is literally, what's that, uh, Lorxium? whatever it's called, Lorpsum, Pepsum. Lorem, Ipsum, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 It's like that. It's like my brain said, hey, you know what? We're going to fill in most of the stuff you need to know in this video game dream, but we're not going to do the fucking ingredients. Isn't that crazy? That is pretty crazy. So that's literally seeing into your own brain. Like that's seeing like your processing bits. I mean, that tells me that you don't read ingredients on cereal boxes. Nice. It's, the, the, the real takeaway is like, man, he's not healthy. He's he doesn't even, know what he's eating. He's not he even has reading no the idea. ingredients, <laughs> which is the furthest from the truth because I'm so insane about ingredients now. But 
I don't know. Your, your lucid dream tells us otherwise. Sir. That was when I was 17 or 20 or something. Anywho, sure. that's crazy, right? That's what a lucid that dream is. That is crazy. So have we gotten to the game yet? Let's talk about the game now. Let's talk about let's talk, I, for honestly, honestly, for a minute, I was like, did we talk about the game or did we not yet? I oh, because I got you so lucid state. I was, uh, yes, I was hallucinating. Right You're now. like, I, I don't sure. know if I'm in a dream. Well, we're coming out of the dream now and we're going to talk about a game about a dream. Anyways, this game isn't that intense about lucid dreaming, but it is about a dream state. So basically, the whole game is a first-person game. You go to bed every night in your little teeny apartment, go to go into the bed, hit the button, and then you go into different world states that are all dream-like. And they're, you know, so v different. Like, you're walking in a weird little room with monsters. The first room I think you find is monsters, and you shoot them, and they turn into, like, donuts and cakes. And you're like, What? Oh, that's nice. that's very dreamlike. Um, so there's some mechanics. Sometimes you shoot things. Sometimes you just jump. Sometimes you run. They don't always have the same mechanics in every dream state. It's kind of like whatever they want you to do in that dream state. Um, and so you go through about like three or four of them at a time. And so at the, when you finish one, it might have like a win condition. Like one was all these like monks and you, you couldn't let them touch you. So you had to like walk around them so they don't touch you, so they don't reset you. And then when you get out, I through mean, that's it. like my everyday real life. I try to stay far away from monks. <laughs> yeah, with or grabby hands anyway. Well, you just try to stay away from everybody. I mean, uh, true. Yeah, like, don't breathe. Don't breathe the COVID on me. And if you're a monk, certainly don't grab me. Yeah, no monks, stop grabbing people. That's really what this whole podcast is about. Monks, just stop it. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's just it's a it's a creepy settings they put you in, but they also put you in like peaceful ones. Like one time I was just walking on the water and I looked under the water and there was like a, a futuristic city down there. And I was like, that's cool as shit. You know, lights off, uh, playing this game and it feels like you're in a dream. And then, like I said, after you get through each board or dream, it, there's a portal and then you go to the next one. And then at some point you go back to your apartment. And when you're in your apartment, you just go, for some reason, you talk to your lamp, which is, you know, normal. As you do. As you would do. And the lamp asks you a question about the dreams you just experienced. And I'm not sure I haven't finished it, so I don't know what the end game for that is. But you can pick a bunch of different, um, basically, options of things that happen in your dream and tell the lamp it for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, also, there's a cat in your apartment, which is adorable. So then you basically, that's the whole loop. And I think there's an ending, but I haven't got to it yet. But I, I, that's all I wanted out of this game. That's kind of all I thought it would be. And it's great. It really just makes you feel like you're in these different dream states. And I think they're going to you know, build towards some sort of like message at the end. Um, and then one more thing I'll say, though, is in your apartment, there's a video game console. And you pick it up to play it. And it's, it's called like super immersive real-time sh you know, shooter game. Mm -hmm. And it's just you moving your cursor to like, like um hit a little dot on the screen you know oh, like that's, that's the whole game yeah that's funny kind of joke on games anywho that's the game i like it a lot uh there's a free demo so there's no reason not to check it out it's on steam there's a demo uh i don't know what other platforms it's on because we don't do homework and it's only like four dollars on steam right now anyhow oh wow that's super cheap yeah so there's literally no reason for you not to buy this uh go buy it and also because it you know kind of gets you in that dreamy state uh, and it might even, who knows? I, I'm not saying this, the developer's not saying this, but after you play the game, you might have a lucid dream. How about that? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just going to put that well, out there. We shall see. We shall see. All right. That is Lucid Cycle. Sounds like uh, sounds like you're pretty into it. I dig it. And I took way too long to talk about, talk about that game because of my tangent. My time is up. And thank you. Good night. All right. Thank you very much, sir. All good right, night. I said good night. Here. I'm going to sleep. Good night. Go to sleep. Get that lucid dream going. Uh, while you are hitting your REM cycle, I'll talk for a minute about Pixel Heroes, Megabyte, and Magic. Um, I just started this one this morning. It is a 2D pixel-based uh, roguelike, but it's also kind of an RPG. It's really cute. Um, I guess this is like the upgraded, like, you know, better version. I'm not familiar with the original version. Uh, but basically what you do is you start off in this town and you pick uh, a couple of randomly generated heroes to go with you in a party of three. And then once you pick some folks, like you start off like in the tavern, right? And there's like maybe like five or six people in there. One person's like a magic user where there's like a, uh, um, a bard, a knight, you know, like whatever. Like it's randomly generated. There's a different mix every time. You pick two to go with you and then you talk to some guy. He gives you a randomly generated quest. And then uh, your three people are on the left side of the screen and you walk from left to right, like automatically. And so you kind of just walk until you hit something and maybe it's like uh, a challenge or maybe it's a monster or maybe it's like a side quest or something. Like, for example, uh, the first thing I hit today was somebody who needed uh, wood for a quest. And if you accept the quest, then you immediately fight like some tree monster. And if you win, then you give the guy his wood Then you keep walking. The second guy was Doctor Who and he was with the TARDIS and he's like, oh, I need some metal to fix my special spaceship box that you people wouldn't understand in this time. And then you go fight like some uh, metal golem or something. You beat the golem and then bring back the the reward. I mean, so it's it kind of like auto plays itself a little bit in the sense that you're just kind of walking from one one direction to the other, and whatever crops up is something you have to deal with. So you make a choice: engage, don't engage, keep going, fight, like whatever. After each fight, you get um, some random loot, and you can put those on your characters, like in a randomly generated sword, shield, cape, ring, whatever. And you kind of just keep going on. Um, I just started today, so I'm not too deep into it. But I got to say, so far, I really like it. The text could be a little bit bigger. It's not tiny. It's not terrible. But a little bit bigger would be good. Uh, but I, I kind of dig it. This is the kind of thing that I like to play like in bedtime, right? Where it's enough to kind of get your brain engaged, but you're not really thinking too hard about it. Like, you don't have to think about well, what was the thing I did last time? What was what's my quest I'm working on? Because the game kind of like, they just want you to engage with it like in the moment, right? So... If you have a roguelike quest, you have new people going a couple of new things and just kind of just get in there and get going. Um, I think it's really light and fun so far. Uh, I'm curious to see what the permanence is like or, um, or, you know, if there are some stuff that unlock over time. I haven't discovered that quite just yet, but I like the visuals are very cute and pixely the way that I like them. I think the systems are neat. It's very approachable. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I would like maybe a little bit of tutorials on the stats and stuff like strength, faith, wisdom. They don't really go into that or at least I haven't found it yet. But apart from those question marks, I think it's pretty easy to pick up. And uh, it feels pretty good on the Switch. I kind of dig it. Dude, I'm so glad you talked about this because I have played this. I own it. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, and I remember, like, I was just talking about at the beginning of the show, I need more games that I already own to play to remind me of because I am you know, have no money. And so um, this game, by the way, which I think is the only thing you left out, is that it's a comedy game. Um, it's like really funny. Like there's a lot of like dumb oh, no. little jokes. Oh, you don't find it funny. I mean, I, uh, I, I'm not, I mean, okay. I, I guess I haven't laughed a lot so far. Well, I feel like it's not much that talking kind of... and I kind of skip the talking. I want to get to the fighting, but interesting. We'll I, I played I, it for the I, exact. TBD, op- TBD. Okay. So here's the reason why I like it because this has one of the best, uh, trailers ever. 
And I don't think you've watched it because you bought it on the Switch. I don't. I don't have it. So <clears throat> a lot of games I buy on the Steam uh, have a really, really interesting... Steam has a, this whole thing where they make uh, trailers that aren't even the game. You know, like really just really corny 80s ones or... You know, you know, funny, weird ones. This is that thing, and I implore everybody listening to the podcast to go watch Pixel Heroes Bite and Magic trailer on Steam, including you, Brad Galloway. All right. It's like of legend, stuff of legend. It's really, really weird and funny, and it's about like game developers in the 80s using Commodore 64s, um, and this game actually has that look. It's like the pixel look from like, you know, the olden days. Uh, anyways, there's a lot of humor to be had here. It's definitely a roguelike game, uh, so I think it's, it's totally up your alley. Uh, but I'm going to go back to it after you brought it up because I really, really enjoyed the the weird kind of little uh, funny characters that you meet. Yeah, I'm into it so far. I mean, I will say, like, okay, so, like, just full disclosure about me, and this is just my personal thing. Like, one of the things I hate most in any game is, like, talking to villagers. Like, I just – I fucking hate it. Like, it just is always usually a waste of time. And I – so, I mean, that's probably why I didn't really pick up on that it was a comedy game, because I'm not talking to a lot of people, because I want to just get to, like, the gameplay, and I think the gameplay is pretty good. So, I'll go back, and I'll talk to some folks, and we'll see if I think it's funny. But right. apart from that, I do I do like what it's doing. I like the, the roguelike application. I like the systems. Um, I like how simple it is and straightforward. So, it's all, it's all thumbs up so far. Well, I'll say this, and I'm glad. It's both thumbs up from both of us, and I didn't know you were going to talk about it. So, uh, I'm excited, because I'm going to go back and re-download it. But uh, I will say this before Good, we leave. Get on it. Yeah, I will. Before we leave the review, though, I'm looking at a screen. It's not really just talking to characters. It's a lot of it's stuff, again, that you might not want to do, but like in the menus, you know, like the descriptions that are comedy. Oh, yeah. So here's yeah, a description yeah. of one of the characters. Um, he fell into a strength po- potion as a child. Um, he lifted some weights recently. Uh, he has nightmares of, a, of dancing at a church every night. You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kind of corny, you know, but, you know. God, what was the, um, uh, what is that Western game that's on the Switch? It's also on, it's got the stick figures. Oh, my God. It's like the game I love so much. It's oh, so West funny. of Loathing. West of Loathing. Yeah. Like, that is a game, super, like, possibly the funniest game I've ever played. And that was a game where it was so funny. I really was compelled to, like, read all the item descriptions and talk to everybody because those jokes landed, like, and, like, the the number of jokes that landed was like in the like the ninety five percent time. Right, like right, it was right. so good. I don't feel like many games, at least to me, hit on that same level. So I I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's we'll a see. certain comic style, but the point is, I'm just bringing it up for people listening. It is a comedy game because yeah, it's definitely it's a lot of comedy. Anyways, I'm gonna go for check sure, it out sure. again. And so thanks for reminding me. A good, regardless of what I think of the comedy, good game. I like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, another game I want to give a quick shout out to is Toem. T O E M. You didn't talk about this one, did you? Or did you? I think we did. I'm going to type it did in. Did we? It sounds very familiar. I can't remember if we talked about it or not. It's a black and white oh, game. Oh, I didn't play it yet. I've been waiting to play it. Oh, okay, perfect. Let's talk about it now then. Okay. So yeah, uh, Toem. T O E M. Uh, I, this is a game which I believe is made. Um, I don't know, like in the. I don't even know what to call it. It's the same region, the mystery, the question mark region of the world. That we always stumble across. I'll like, find uh, it. It's called the, the Scand- developer is something we made. Um, that's what they're called. Scandinavia or some some part of the world over there. I forget. I'll I, find out. Just go ahead. You, you go, find out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is a two D game, but it has a kind of a isometric perspective. So everything is flat two D, but you can rotate the levels around. So there's like a front and a back and a side to everything, and it's all two D. So you, you just kind of rotate this cube around. You are a person, and you're going off on this like 
journey your mother i assume it's your mother says she wants you to experience this thing this special thing but you can only do it by going on this journey and like meeting these people and her goal is for you to like get to this thing uh and in, on to, in order to do that you have to like leave home catch a bus ride to another city meet some folks go on a bunch of side quests and and really the point of all this is to take pictures this is a photography game so you get a camera like in the first five minutes of the game and then every person you meet has some kind of quest for you that involves a camera where it's like, hey, I want you to take a picture of like the coolest pine tree in the area or, hey, take a picture of six ants all in the same frame or, hey, find a guy who's wearing a fedora or like whatever. Like there's all these like various quests that come up and you have to like use your camera to zoom in and out of the area to find the thing that they want and then take the best picture, go back and show them and they give you a little check mark and you get a bunch of check marks and then you can uh, take the bus to the next area. It is really cute. It is really charming. It's super chill. Uh, the music is good as well. Uh, I'm just scratching the surface of it. I'm only a couple levels in, but like, I'm really impressed with uh, like how, I mean, how clean and simple and direct it is. And I don't mean that in any way to be negative. I think it's awesome because all the levels are like bright and well illustrated, but not cluttered. And they're not too simple, but they're just complicated enough. And everything's got a good level of charm to it. Uh, some of the quests are kind of like wink, wink, funny. Using the camera in this way is not something that you do a lot in games, although there have been a couple photography games lately. But it's just really intuitive to use. It's easy to use. Like the interfaces are all really good. You just like you just like sink into this game and get comfortable. And this game just really wants you to play it. Like there's no fail state. There's no punishment. There's no timers. They're just like man. We're just chilling out here and we're having a good time and we want you, the player, to have a good time too. And this is a thing we created so that we can all have a good time together. And it just has a great vibe, great energy. I think it's wonderful. I think it's really, really cool. It's got nines out of tens everywhere. Uh, it looks so cool. It seems like uh, they're all like little dioramas, like each map is kind yeah, of Yeah, like yeah, that's diorama. a good way to describe it. Each level is kind of like a diorama that you can rotate. Yeah. Yeah, they're all bite-sized levels. It's very cute. I just, I love the style. I love the concept. I love how well it how, how well it plays. Like, it's very polished, and everything works the way it's supposed to, and it's easy, and it flows, and there's no rough edges anywhere. Like, it's just very pleasant, like, all the way around. Like, it's a really good experience. I like it a lot. I can't wait to play it. I need to... Um... Yeah, I need to play this uh, immediately. This looks really cool. It's $20 on Steam. Uh, how much was it on Switch? Do you remember? Or did you have a code? I played it on PS5, and I believe it was on sale. I can't remember, but $20, okay. I think, is what it was going for originally. Okay. That sounds about right. Good yeah. stuff. I really, really like it a lot. And I um, I would not be at all surprised to see this one pop up on people's year-end list. I don't know if it's going to make the top 10 for me, but, I mean, it's awesome. Like, I think it's really good. And if you want to chill relaxed warm i mean this it, this game feels like a hug like it just it just yeah. wants you to be there it's so cozy and comfy it's really good stuff. it's also got like katamari damacy vibes for some reason that kind of a like little bit a little bit yeah and the developers mm -hmm. are called something we made um they're from sweden sweden okay and they have uh interesting two little prototype games on their website and one's called door knocker where you take a door and just hit people with it which okay it's really fun um anyways they seem like cool people uh check out something we made dot se and i'm gonna check out toem yeah toem t-o-e-m yeah this is really good stuff i definitely recommend it uh for sure okay uh let's see back to you carlos for just a couple words on forgotten city this one is on game pass i've actually had my eye on this for a while this is the uh i don't know time loop detective narrative story where you're kind of like in a 
lost Greek or a Roman city or something. My son is actually playing it right now. He, he really digs it a lot. He's been telling me about it. I've been watching over his shoulder. Uh, it looks like something that I would like to try. I haven't made time for it, but you are playing it now. So what do you think of uh, Forgotten City? Yeah, only like five minutes on this or like less because I only just played, started for a second. Um, How were those five minutes, Carlos? The five minutes were kind of what, exactly what I thought they would be. I wasn't blown away. It This was, game was originally made as a Skyrim mod. Um, and it's made by three people, which is amazing. Uh, they worked on it for four years. I know the history of that. And then they, you know, ported it as an individual game over to different systems. And that's what this is. Um, so essentially it's its own game now. And yeah, it's a mystery time loop game using parts of like the Skyrim engine, you can tell. Uh, but there's basically no combat. There's some combat, but it's really like about talking to people and making choices and there's multiple endings, I heard. So it's it's fun enough. I'm not like I'm not like itching to get back to it. Um, I think maybe because I wouldn't mind this kind of a mystery and a time loop game having more Skyrim in it, more combat, more you know, fighting and leveling, and I don't know. Maybe I just I, I want the RPG parts uh, in it, but that's not what this game is. Yeah, uh, not at all with this. No, game no, no, well. and I know that, but. It's okay. It seems really interesting. I like the the premise. It starts in modern day, and then you jump into, uh, you know, a portal, kind of like Lucid Cycle, and you go to a forgotten city, which is this uh, place you got to figure out what happened there and why people died and what is this uh, city. But then you get to actually be there where people are alive and kind of you know talk to them and do puzzles. Uh, it's it's all looks very good. I'm playing it on Game Pass, and it looks great on the Xbox. Um, it's okay. I, I just don't think it's, like, amazing. But uh, it's it's an amazing effort, what they did with three people uh, to make the game. And the fact that it was a mod that became a real game is, I think, pretty interesting. It's in so interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm not... Oh, good, good. No, I think that's it. I'm, I, I might go back to it. I just I feel like you have to be in the mood for, like, a detective story, and that's it. And totally, you know what I mean? And recently I, with all that far cry I've been playing, I'm just like, yeah, but can I do anything that hurts other people? <laughs> can I blow up something? I mean, that's not my default thought because I like people. I don't want to. Cause that would be psychotic. Yeah. That's crazy. But you know, like in, you play a game enough where you're doing a bunch of action and you gain, you go to a game where there's no action. It's just a little yeah, weird. You got to be in the mood for it. You got to be in the right mind, mind frame for it. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's probably one reason why I haven't gotten to it, too, is because I've been so busy and scattered lately. I don't think I have the mind share to focus on putting together clues and listening to what people tell me when I'm talking to them. Uh, I do enjoy those games, just not like at the moment. I need to be like in the right. 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 That's so, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. By the way, there's an example yeah. of that. Like and you probably would have done the same thing. The game starts, and I already know I'm in the wrong mindset for this. I probably should just start it later. But, you know, I'm over here with no money, kind of like, uh, what games uh, can I, do I already have or are free? Anyways, I go back to the, I go into the game, and it's like, hey, you need to come with me and go talk to the king or whatever, you know? And I go, nah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm going to go this way. And they're like, are you sure? Because it's a really important thing. And kudos to them for giving the option to not go with them. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't right, like yeah. you're going with us no matter what. They're like, 
you probably shouldn't just go off because you don't know what the frick's going on out there. And I was like, no, no, I'm leaving. And so I just like went into a dungeon and they're like, you shouldn't go in that dungeon. They even said that too. They're like, don't go in that dungeon. I love how the game is literally telling you, please start this game off. Yeah. And you're like, nah. Yeah. Which, so again, I kind of like that, but that's where my mind was at. I was like, I want to go into danger, you know? So I went in the dungeon and spoiler, there was a skeleton down there and I had to like run from him, but I did what I wanted and I don't think I'm playing the game yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I like died and I did, I guess I did the time loop thing, but yeah, it, it's interesting, but I guess I'm just not in that, like you said, the headspace for it. Yeah. You got same. That seems like one of those, you gotta, you gotta like queue it up and just wait until you like, you're like, man, I really want to play like a combat free detective story. Today. Yes. And then that's when you hit it. So. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that sounds pretty cool. I, I, I'm not in the mindset either, but I have my eye on it. A lot of people saying it's good. My son seems to enjoy it. So I'll definitely get to it at some point in the future and it's on game pass so it'll be there for a while i guess yeah you know. yeah all right cool um so let's circle back to guardians of the galaxy you talked about it um in fairly good detail last week and you got me kind of hyped up for it i had only played like a minute of it at that time and uh, to be honest i haven't really played that much more of it since then but what i will say is that what i have played of it has been surprisingly uh well done and enjoyable um you know so this is a third person behind the back kind of an action slash rpg with a surprising amount of rpg to it more than i expected um i think you said there's kind of like some mass effect vibes to it where you're making choices and the choices can really affect like your your level and how people relate to you and stuff and that's all very true um it's it's interesting because uh after avengers which I, i did play some of and i bounced off it pretty quickly i feel like what guardians of the galaxy is which is like a lot of dialogue um having relationships with your teammates going on these levels that are kind of you know they're they're not super action heavy but there is definitely some combat happening but there's also choices happening there's also talking happening like there's also like these gorgeous like eye melting graphics happening right. like the graphics are like off the hook dude off the so hook. i think that's off the, off the hook man for sure i think that's what people were expecting out of avengers i think that's what we all wanted was just kind of this cinematic actiony you know like i i i feel like i want to say light engagement but i don't mean that to be negative it's it's the kind of game that you know you enjoy when you're in the mood like you want to get in you want to punch a few things you don't want to think about it too much you want to have lots of explosions and you have a good time you know kind of like the equivalent of a marvel movie like i don't want all movies to be marvel movies but when i'm in the mood for one it fucking fits the bill like nothing else right so it's kind of like this and i think that's what people wanted from avengers and unfortunately crystal dynamics got tied up in that game of service bullshit and it ended up just kind of ruining what what you say is a very good campaign and i believe you uh but i think that guardians of the galaxy is like the evolved form of that where I think this is what people were wanting. This is exactly the kind of Marvel game that I would love to get, where they focus on the characters. There's some some cool action. You don't have to think too hard about it. Like it's really flashy. There's, it's really fun and fast. Like the music kicks in at just the right times and it gets you pumped. And it's like it just like checks all the boxes and it's really fun to talk to these people and just interact with them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we can um, say Guardians and uh, Marvel Avengers in the same sentence anymore. I think it's disrespectful because I'm, I I agree, dude. I totally agree. Yeah, it's, because and I'm not like it's not like throwing shade. I'm just like it's it's not even comparable. And now that I'm literally two chapters away from the end of the game because I've been, you know, insane binging it. It's um, first off, I'll just say this out of the get this out of the way. I was earlier saying it's my favorite game of the year already. Um, it's one of my favorite games of all time. 
Oh man, that's it. It's it's just the same. The statement is out there. It's done because I mean I can totally see it though. Like that doesn't seem like a crazy statement to me. Well, because what happens is, and this is not a spoiler. It's just a reason for you to keep playing it. The character development in this game is you know reminiscent of Dragon Age. And all the kind of, you know, a lot of RPGs where you feel good about the characters. Yeah, like the Bioware stuff. You get Bioware the relationship stuff. And, you, yeah. and you grow it. Yeah, for sure. And you listen to their interactions. And you are literally part of this progress. And I, I, I could literally spend every episode to the end of the year talking about Guardians because the different things they do, besides the action and a little bit of upgrading, like you said, that's a fun little loop. The graphics are uh, insane insanity later yeah, they're on ridiculous they're ridiculous like, yes. I, I don't even i've never seen my eyes have not seen some of the stuff that i saw and secondly or thirdly like the arc the story arcs that you go on because this game is pretty long i call it like a bunch of you know um guardians movies put together so it's like that's a good way to describe it yeah, yeah it's sure. like you're playing like four guardians movies and i think like i said last episode it's better than any of the films because one, you can you get like an RPG and like games can do that movies can't. You spend a lot of time with a character. It's similar yeah, to Game yeah. of Thrones, right? So you like you really get invested in the characters from a series because you are watching like twenty hours or thirty. Hours. Exactly, you've got twenty times more time with the character than if you were just watching a movie, right? Right, right. And so that's what this is. And I'm like, I thought I knew all these characters from the movies and the comics, but no. Now I feel like I know them. They go into backstories for all of them. Uh, or most of them, and and there, again, I won't spoil anything. But there's a really interesting story arcs that aren't that aren't just like your tropes that you think like here's the big bad guy. It's like uh, complex, right? Yeah. And complex yeah. missions, but then complex thoughts on how people are mad at you. You know, you you're Peter Quill as the main character, but people like different characters are mad at you for different decisions you made because that's also part of this game. Like literally decisions. Do change some of the outcomes. Oh, dude, I've been agonizing over some of those, and they pop up, and there's like a time limit. I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, like, and I'm just thinking about what I should say. Well, I will say and, this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, just that. Just like you know, it's rare that a game makes me say, oh fuck, what should I do when it comes to a choice. Most of the time, it's like whatever. Right. Or, or the choice is obvious, right? But in this one, I'm like, oh shit, like you know, like even from like in the very first chapter, I was already like, oh my god, like which one am I supposed to choose? And I, Oh, like, I know this is going to bite me in the ass if I go this way, but I can't do this. And I mean, that's great. Like that's a great quality to have. It just really sucks you in right away. Right. And sometimes again, there are there smaller choices and they don't make as much of a difference. Sometimes they're bigger. Um, and you really can't tell, you know, but one, yeah. one time recently, and I won't spoil what happened, but it was so interesting on how different the outcome was, which was, I was supposed to do something with dialogue and pick the right dialogue options and again, I'm not going to look it up and fucking game facts. You know, I'm going to be like, no, this right, is my yeah. game experience. So I thought I made the right choices and I didn't. And I didn't convince somebody to, to do something. And so then we had to go to a whole other map, like a whole other place, which is basically like a mind map, you know, like a fictitious virtual world. Mm. And I had to like escape from that. Like I had to do puzzles to get out of that map. Like that w if I would have won the game or like, you know, pick the right choices in dialogue, I would have done a whole other thing and it would be right, much easier. Right, right. So I love when that happens, dude. It's awesome. It's very rare in games. So the other reason that I'll say that I love this game is because yeah, I'm, I'm almost near the end. I don't want it to be over. I think they make you care so much about these characters that it's very rare in, in, in games and RPGs that that happens to me. Um, I just feel so connected to the, this game. And I laugh, like I said, Drax mainly, 
Drax is so he is funny. pretty funny. He's pretty funny. Yeah, he only gets funnier and. Me just on the couch by myself laughing out loud, that doesn't happen much. So this game is one of my favorite games I've ever played. I haven't finished it. I almost don't want to, you know, like I said, but uh, I'll probably finish it this week. And yeah, I'm so glad you're going back to it. It's it's yeah, incredible. I mean, I'm with you, man. Like, I'm I'm totally with you. Like, I, I and I agree. I, I totally feel like if nothing else, I want people listening to this podcast right now to take away the message. Like, whatever you think about Avengers separate like cut that off separate that from guardians of the galaxy i know it's probably everybody's um you know their their gut instinct to try to lump them together thinking they're kind of the same thing and i understand why but after playing both of those games they couldn't be more different i would say just forget avengers exists don't take any of that avengers baggage into this and just take it for what it is and i think you will be shocked at like how good this game is like i think this game is great carlos you obviously think it's great I mean, this is for sure going to be in my top 10 of the year, like easily, easily top 10, maybe even higher than that. We'll see. I got to get a little further. But I I, I mean, from the get go, I was surprised at how much I was thinking it was awesome. Like it just really popped from square one, which is which is, you know, kind of rare. And a mixture of the, you know, expectations versus, you know, what the game is that obviously that makes it pop even more because we're like, oh, like you just said, it's got association or whatever. But again, we're never after this episode of this podcast, we'll never mention that other word again. Yeah. The exactly. other game again. Because this exactly. is it's like, you know, booting up a brand new Bioware game and you go It's totally its own thing. It's yeah. different. It's got its own flavor, its own vibe, its own tempo. So I love it, man. I think this is exactly the shit that I love most in games. Like the the choices, the character development, the, the oh. balance of action and and, and talking and, and all relationship developing. What? what was you gonna say? Yeah, I was gonna say that that that's kind of to my point, my last point I forgot, which is um the gameplay changes. Like I I don't want to spoil anything. I won't say anything anymore. But there's like other gameplay elements. It's not just you running around shooting. Yeah. Like yeah, I've I've found a couple so far and I've been really, really pleased with all of them so far. Yeah, they change quite different. And again, the visuals they aren't they aren't there just to impress you with graphics. They're there to tell the story. And so there's an example of where you're again, a lot of kind of mind stuff happens in this game where the real world in front of you isn't real. Okay. And you're experiencing things kind of in your mind or whatever. Or in whatever. So virtual space. And those places are so cool in the graphics they way that they um depict it, you know? And it and it, it again, I'm saying stuff that doesn't make sense because you have to know context, but yeah. Anyways, it's fucking phenomenal. And um, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's great stuff. Don't sleep on it. You may be inclined to think it's just another one of those. Oh, Don't you know, triple A. No, no. Okay. you may think it's just a triple A, you know, lightweight weekender, you know, whatever. You'll get to it when you get to it. Don't don't sleep on it. Like, please, like, take my advice. Take Carlos's advice. Pretty rare that both of us like double down on a game and just give it, you know, gold stars all the way across. But That's we are true. both giving it like. I mean, highest possible recommendation as far as I'm concerned. Same for you, I assume. Oh, this is my last thing I'll say. Yes, highest recommendation I could give. I need to put this across. I finished last night uh, two chapters or whatever. You know, like I was marathoning, maybe three. And we did this thing, and I can't talk about any of it until like we can do a spoiler cast. But it was it was exhaustive. Okay, it was mentally exhausted, exhausting. <laughs> and we get back to our ship because that's kind of a main hub in the game. Yeah, which is cool. We're walking around the ship, and again, I wish I could explain why it's don't so say cool. Anything. I know, I know. Yeah, don't say anything. But there's a there's something else going on, and we're all on the ship, and I felt like I was like in the ship with them. I know that sounds yeah. dumb, but like 
I felt like we just went through something really emotional and tough, and we were all back. And I'm just in my living room. I'm mean, living room. I only have one room. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you're in your ship's living room. Yeah, but I was in my couch in my one room with nobody around me. But I felt like I was with them with a, with my friends around me. Yeah, I, I get That's that same incredible. sense. Absolutely, it kind of reminds me of like the best moments of like the Normandy when you're playing Mass Effect or something like that, where you have everybody's around you. It's a comfortable space. You go back to it many times. It's like your safe zone. Yeah, something and, like that. Yeah. You know, Exactly. But like even in Guardians, like it's more condensed because it's smaller and everybody's talks all the time. So, yeah, I, I, that sense of camaraderie and the team, which is really what Guardians is all about anyway, is really captured so well. I agree with you 100 percent, dude. All right. 10, 10 or 12 out of 10 and uh, I'll finish it and then we'll do a spoiler <laughs> cast at some point. It's going to take me longer than you to finish it, but we will get oh, there. Yeah, I, sure. I think this game is great. So definitely don't sleep on it. Get to it before the end of the year. You're going to want to check this out. It is much better than you think it is. And it's. I mean, way better than I ever expected it to be. And I, you know, I'm notoriously tough to please. And this game, I think, is pretty awesome. Favorite so. game of all time? I haven't said that on this podcast. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever even said those words. I'm pretty sure you have, but it's been a couple episodes. Oh, so. okay. Wait, all so right. you're saying I say it a lot then? You don't say it a lot, but you have said it before. Okay. You have at okay. least once said it before. All right. That is it, folks. That is the show. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, as always, we'd love to get your questions and comments hit us up so video games podcast at gmail.com we're on twitter at so video games we're on tiktok so video games podcast but you can also reach us individually carlos where can we direct your traffic this week uh just my tiktok i guess carlos rodella r-o-d-e-l-a want to give a shout out to your patreon one more and time my patreon which is just my name as well so patreon.com slash carl sardella thank you very much there you go as for me same as usual it is twitter uh for i guess game shit and political shit it's instagram for food and for masters of the universe currently so if you like either one of those uh, things nice. you can pick your poison uh it's the same both ways though it's my name b-r-a-d-g-a-l-l-a-w-a-y all a's no o's and this is going to do it for episode 259. Thank you again for joining us here on the So Video Games Podcast. And we will see you next Friday. But in the meantime, this is bye from Brad. And bye from Carlos.